share this story with you. A prince wanted to find a maiden suitable to be his queen. One day, while running an errand in the local village for his father, he passed through a poor section. As he glanced out the window of the carriage, his eyes fell upon a beautiful peasant maiden. During the following days, he often passed by the young lady and soon fell in love. But he had a problem. How would he seek her hand? He could order her to marry him, but even a prince wants his bride to marry him freely and voluntarily and not through coercion. He could put on his most splendid uniform and drive up to her front door in a carriage drawn by six horses. But if he did this, he would never be certain that the maiden loved him or was simply overwhelmed with all of the splendor. The prince came up with another solution. He would give up his kingly robe. He moved into the village, entering not with a crowd, but in the garb of a peasant. He lived among the people, shared their interests and concerns, and talked their language. In time, the maiden grew to love him for who he was because he had first loved her. As I reflect on this story, I can truly say that this is the story of Advent, our God coming down to us to live with us, to win us, not by his power, but through his great love. Today is the third Sunday in Advent. Advent is the celebration of the coming of the Christ child. For Isaiah the prophet, Advent was a time of prayer. He was hungry to see his God come down. Too long had the people waited on their God, impatient, was the emotion of that day. Isaiah would go from wanting to see God's national power to seeing God's personal power. Isaiah, the prophet, was a highly esteemed citizen of Jerusalem who enjoyed access to the royal court and who later became the trusted advisor to King Hezekiah. His ministry basically involved the preaching of judgment against Judah. This was due to the fact that Judah had forsaken God and had begun to trust in foreign powers for protection instead of Jehovah, their God. This brought God's disfavor and stern protest via the prophet 
Isaiah. As we enter in chapter 64, we find Isaiah pleading for the help of God. The nation had long been without the power. They've been without the presence and the protection of God, bringing near disastrous results. Isaiah, however, remembered how it was when the children of Israel enjoyed the presence of God and longed for the return of God's presence. In this portion of scripture, Isaiah shares three basic thoughts with God's prayer. First, he shares his desire for the return of God's presence. Secondly, Isaiah confesses the sinful condition of the children of Israel, which presently withheld the presence of God from them. And thirdly, Isaiah briefly outlines what must be done for God's presence to be restored. We would do well to heed to Isaiah's prayer. For in it, we find many of the same conditions true of God's people today. Many, if not most churches of our day, have lost the reality of God's presence. If there is anything that the church of Jesus Christ cannot afford to do without is the presence of the almighty God. And in is the absence and, and it is the absence of that most vital ingredient that has produced the obvious deadness of churches around. As for myself, I'd rather not preach than to stand behind this pulpit knowing that God's presence and power would not be upon me. To do otherwise would simply be a waste of my time as well as yours. If you have really been in the presence of God, dead religious activity will never satisfy. So with that being said, I would like to talk to you for a few moments from the subject. God, come down. Hallelujah, y'all mighty quiet this morning. There's room in our hearts for the king. Amen. God, come down. We serve a true and living God. Amen. So we should be able to feel the presence of God when we come into our churches. It should be easy for us to lift our hands because we feel the presence of God. Of God. I guarantee you, if you allow yourself 
to feel the presence of God, you will understand why people lift up their hands. You will understand why someone will get out into the aisles and jump and spin around. If you only allow yourself to feel the presence of God. If you don't allow yourself to experience that, you won't feel it, right? We are free moral agents, which means we can accept God or we can reject God. We can ask God to let us feel God's presence or we could sit and not. The decision is up to you. I know I want to feel the presence of the Lord. And you know why? Because the Bible says in his presence, there is fullness of joy. There's joy in God's presence. Yes, yes, yes. And then you know what? Now, if we're in God's presence... And we fill up on that joy. You know what the scripture says? That the joy of the Lord is my strength. So now you see how that's connected. I'm in God's presence. I can feel God's presence. I may cry. I may rock back and forth. But I feel something. I feel a touch. And while I'm in his presence, I'm filling up on God's joy and I begin to take on strength strength to overcome the obstacles that I'm going through day after day strength to deal with those problems that hit me over and over and over again and you know what and then when you take on that strength you'll be able to resist the devil because the Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee. Yes, amen. Amen. It's all connected. All we have to do is get in his presence. I think God wants y'all to hear because that's not written down on my my paper here. (laughs) It's all connected to God's presence. We serve the only true and living God. I want to serve a God that I can feel. I want to serve a God that when I sing to the Lord a new song, that God will touch, God will heal, God will deliver. Every Sunday morning, I pray with the choir, and we pray that God's presence would be among us, that God will touch you, people of God, as they sing unto the Lord, that you will be lifted up. Because I want you to experience a life transforming experience. I don't want you to come into church feeling the same and leaving and feeling the same way you came. Some of us are coming in church with burdens that are 
bearing down on us. Some of us are coming into church dealing with life. And life hurts. We come in with a smile on our face like everything is all right. Hi, good morning. How are you? Oh, it's so good. To, oh, you look good this morning. We come in with that everything is all right because we don't want nobody to know what we're going through, but God knows. So you need to experience God to lift you up and give you what you need to make it through the rest of the week. God wants us to experience God. God wants us to feel the presence. That's why it says enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So when we're entering into the gate, we must be thankful. God, I thank you for bringing me here to church. God, I thank you for all the things that I'm going through. Because the Bible says in everything we must give thanks. So that means in the good times, in the bad times, happy times, sad times, we still got to give God thanks. So enter into your gates with thanksgiving. So we enter into the gates with thanksgiving. And then it says enter into the courts with praise. And in in that scripture, the word praise is the Hebrew word tahila, which means to sing. So we're going to sing. We're going to enter into the courts. So now we entered into the gates and now we're going into the courts with singing praise to our God. And we're thankful unto God and we begin to just bless his name. And the presence of the Lord will come in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. All hope is not lost. Everything that you need is in the presence of God. If you need healing, it's in his presence. If you need deliverance, it's in his presence. If you need joy, it's in his presence. If you need victory, it's in his presence. Everything is connected to the presence of God. And in order to get into the presence of God, you have to have a relationship with God. Pastor, how do I have a relationship with God? You must spend time with God. Well, how do I spend time with God? I spend time with God through prayer. I spend time with God through singing the Lord's songs. I don't know about you, but my husband and I, we were talking about this, but have you ever just began singing to the Lord and next thing you know, you're in tears And your hands are just lifted up until you cannot sing anymore. When you sing from your heart, just sing. You don't have to have a melodious voice. Just sing to the Lord. One of your favorite hymns. And let it minister to you in your situation, in whatever you're going through, to give you strength to go on. 
God is here to help all of us. And we need God to come down. We need God in our lives. We need God. This is a personal thing, everyone. And it's up to you. You can receive it or you can reject. But God wants to dwell in this place. The spirit and the presence of God. As you walk through the doors, you can be healed. As you sit in your pew, you can feel the presence of God coming down, overshadowing you. And he says, my child, everything is going to be all right. I know what you're going through. I know what you're experiencing. Just cast all your cares on me because I care for you. God wants you to know that he cares for you. He promised never to leave us, never to forsake us. No matter what we go through, yes, life hurts. Life is not fear, but we have hope in Jesus. Amen. Yes, amen. amen. We have a hope that can turn our situation around. We have a hope. I feel the presence of the Lord here, and I know God is ministering to some of you right now. Right where you are. In your situation, right where you are, God knows. Because this is the message he wanted me to deliver. I didn't even get to say anything that I had written down. Because the message is God will come down. But you must open up your heart to receive God. God knows where you are. Just open your heart. I know it may be scary for some who may not understand. An experience I never experienced before. But I want to know more. I want to feel God. I want to know that when I walk through these doors that I can leave all of my problems here at the altar and don't have to worry about it anymore because I cried to the Lord and I left them there. And now I can go back praising God. I can go back thanking God. For all that he's done for me, how he healed my body, how he saved my family. We serve an awesome God. Amen. Amen. And God will come down, church. If we want God to come down, God will come down. If we're not afraid to do something different, something out of the ordinary. We're not afraid to come and lift our hands to God and just 
Minister to God. Speak to God from your heart. When, well, you, you may, why, why do I need to lift my hands? Lifting my hands, there, there's two ways you can lift your hands. When you lift your hands like this, this is a way to say, God, I thank you. This is giving God a total praise. God, I thank you for all that you've done. God, I thank you for the blessings. God, I thank you for life. I thank you for health. I thank you for all that you've done. But then when we stick our hands all the way up here, this is a sign of surrender. So you're saying to God, all to you, God, I surrender everything. God, it's not my will, but your will. I surrender everything over to you. God, have your way in my life. Use me for your glory. Because if you think about it, if someone was coming to rob you and they say, stick them, stick them up, what's the first thing you do? You would lift your hands up, right. So that's a sign of your surrendering, saying, it's the same thing with God. God, I surrender everything. God, I give you complete control of my life. I just want to feel you. I just want to know that you're here. God, I want to know that you heard my prayer. God, can you give me a sign? Can you show me something? You have to establish that relationship. God will come down. I will preach this message another Sunday. (laughs) But I honestly believe I allowed the spirit to move in and through me. God knows what each and every one of you need. And this morning, someone needed to hear that. So regardless of what you're going through, God has heard your prayer. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And God has sent confirmation that he's going to come down in that situation. Amen. He's going to come down in that situation. He's going to come down. Some things that we can't share with anybody. God is able to do it. I just love the Lord on this morning, and I pray and I thank you, God, for using me to bless your people on this morning, God. And this is what I mean when sometimes I say I'm not sure what I'm going to preach on Sunday mornings because I could have everything written out all together, and then as I get up early on Sunday morning to just go over what I prepared, and then I feel like this is not the word. And I believe God just did that on this morning. Amen. So I pray that you have been blessed and that you have received what I have given to you on this morning because God will come down in your situation. You got to trust him. You got to believe. And although you can't see the change yet, Remember, we as Christians walk by faith and not by sight. 
So just because we don't see the transformation happening, we don't see the change happening, does not mean it's not happening. You got to look with your spiritual eye. So remember, so let us pray. God, we thank you for this word. God, although it wasn't the word that I intended to do, God, but it was still something powerful and something needed, God, for you knew someone in the congregation needed to hear that word. So, God, I pray that you would touch and you would turn situations around. God, I pray that you would show up and show out because of their faithfulness, because of their desire to feel you, because of their desire to know you in a very real way. God, we're standing on your word and we believe it's true. So touch us and be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.